Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Melissa Mason. And I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. We're back together again. Chell and Mel. Chell and Mel, wow, <laughs> firstly. Cute, cute right? <laughs> I'm stopping and I'm just going to say Chell Mel. Chell is Mel. a beautiful podcast couple name. There it's we stunning. are. It's done. Shell Mel. <laughs> we are like usually ships in the night, mm-hmm. but here we are together. We it's are my here. Favorite. Laura's off having a much deserved couple of days off. Yes. I'm here on a Wednesday, which is always novel and fun and super excited. Yes, and we've got a lot to cover today. You might be seeing the headlines in your social feeds about a YouTube scandal and being like, what the hell is going on? One of the Try Guys has cheated. If you do not know what a Try Guy <laughs> is, okay. welcome to the Please club. <laughs> we've learned all about it. We will explain it all to you and what it says about high-profile men whose brands are tied to being good husbands. But first, we've got the entertainment news headlines of the day. Well, kicking things off today with Channel 7 announcing the judging lineup for Australian Idol, which is returning to screens next year for the first time since 2009. That's so long. It's been a long time. So making the calls giving the praise and obviously the scathing criticism mm-hmm. as well. Next year will be two international judges. So we have musician, actor and former American Idol judge, Harry Connick Jr. We also have pop star Megan Trainer, who you would know from I'm All About, about that, that Base. Oh my that God, that I base. love that you're doing this right now. <laughs> I was like, what's another Megan Trainer song? Couldn't think of That's one. That's it. That's it. We also have two locals. We have Kyle Sanderlands, who I just want to read how Channel 7 described him in their press release today. He is an unfiltered and unapologetic top-rating broadcaster. I mean, they're not wrong. Exactly. <laughs> He's going to do, like, the Simon Cowell. He absolutely meanness. is Simon Cowell, but Australia. And rounding out the panel, we have singer-songwriter Amy Shark, who I think oh, is I love her. the most qualified to be there. Agreed. Absolutely. So the show will be hosted by Ricky Lee, who obviously got her start on Australian Idol in 2004, as well as former e-host Scott Tweedy. So there's no word on when exactly Idol will air next year, but auditions for the show will take place in front of the new judges from next week. So we'll keep an eye out for any more news. Okay, so I was about to start this segment by singing "Happy Birthday," but I already just I just sang, sang for so us. We can't. I, love, I would have I would have welcomed it. I cannot sing twice. I can't sing once. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but anyway, happy birthday to Gwyneth Paltrow, who is celebrating her fiftieth birthday in the most Gwyneth way possible. Firstly, with a big old blog post on Goop, of course, and secondly, with a naked photo shoot in which she's covered in gold. Mood. So she, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So she posted one of the images to Instagram. 
it had like 500,000 likes within like an hour, like insane. How wild is that? I just imagine posting anything with that. I post a photo and it's like three likes and it's like my <laughs> mom and like my dog. <laughs> Me too. So the shoot is described as birthday suit vibes, but about as elevated as it gets. <laughs> she says... I feel so good turning 50, and this is about expressing that sense of energy and optimism that I'm experiencing. It's more about the female gaze and just a sense of fun. So then this all ties into a blog post from last week where she wrote about how she was accepting herself, including her body, however it found itself at 50. So she said last week, While I do what I can to strive for good health and longevity, to starve off weakening muscles and receding bone, I have a mantra I insert into those reckless thoughts that try to derail me. I accept. I accept the marks and the loosening skin. I accept my body and let go of the need to be perfect. Look perfect, defy gravity, defy logic, defy humanity. I accept my humanity. Very corner. <laughs> that actually is like really inspiring though. I, it's know. <laughs> I did not expect her words about this post because when you see this post, Gwyneth's body is out of control. Like unbelievable. She is more toned than I was when I was like 10 years old doing gymnastics. <laughs> like I can't handle it. But like I didn't expect the words to impact me as much because the image didn't, to be honest. Mm. Like as much as I love, I'm really loving this movement towards women of a certain age, as they say in mm-hmm. Hollywood, who were normally like, you know, immediately became invisible in celebrity status. Totally. Coming out and being like, F you, no way, like I am who I am and I'm still valid and relevant and here. Yeah. As much as I love that, it has been really tied to like stereotypical hotness as mm, well. Like totally. we had obviously JLo did the same for her 50th to promote her skincare line. We've had like Nicole Kidman on the covers mm-hmm. in the, you know, her mini skirts and things and they look incredible and I, you know, that's their body and I love it for them. But it didn't resonate with me as someone like I'm 36. I'm starting to feel this to a degree, the sagging and the gravity defying. Mm. (laughs) The boobs do not stay up on their own anymore, guys. I'm just going to put it out there. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like as women, we all relate to those words that she's saying there. And and that actually really inspired me. I didn't expect it to. I agree. It's kind of a universal feeling. I think that most women would be able to kind of see themselves in those words. And like I agree, good on them and I do really like that we have a new sense of celebration of women who are in their 50s mm-hmm. or older which I feel like is a new thing in Hollywood Absolutely. and kind of like they're like claiming space this year like you mm. mentioned Nicole Kidman on the covers you had like Sharon Stone at Cannes yes. being like on the red carpet just looking Mwah, chef's kiss Viola Davis is leading like an action film like at this very moment so I feel like there is a space that's opened up Well, they're taking it back, which is so good. And that's what I mean. I do not want to diminish what this means for women because I think this is a really important time in history. Mm. However. Yeah. I feel like this is still only really happening within like a very narrow body image. Yes, exactly. And would it get 500,000 likes and all of this attention and yay, Gwyneth, if she didn't look like me at 10 years old when I was doing gymnastics. You know what I mean? If she mm. if she looked like kind of the every woman, you know, because this is not what the every woman looks like. This is a person who has spent her whole life as a celebrity, therefore has had trainers, yes. dietitians, nutritionists, facialists, body facialists probably, like the absolute gamut of stuff. It's like the Wizard of Oz scene, you know, when they're like getting the refresh or like the Miss Congeniality, <laughs> yes, any makeover yes. scene, but like on loop for these people. So of course at 50 she's going to look you know 
younger than her age, inverted commas, and what would this look like if she hadn't lived that life that whole time and and she just had an every woman body? Would the celebration be there? It would Mm, for me. That's what I really want to see. That would empower me and that would really mean something to me. But I don't know that wider society would get it yet. I'm not sure if we're quite there. And Mm. I think the response to the J-Lo image, the Gwyneth image, which is very much like, Yes, like this is a woman at 50, which it is, but there's also other ways that they can be. And I feel like I would like to see things alongside this, not to diminish Gwyneth or diminish J-Lo, to live alongside them just to show like the range. Yeah, and to be like not just, I feel like it's tying hotness to age. It's like, yes, this is a woman at 50. Look how Mm. hot she is. Look how toned and fit she is. And it's like, I just want to see like, this is a woman at 50 taking space Mm -hmm. where she was denied it before. Totally. And just unraveling our definition of hot. Is September the month of cheating scandals involving (laughs) average white men? It certainly feels like it. We just, yes, absolutely. We just processed Adam Levine, obviously cheating on his wife, Bahati Prinsloo. And then wham, today all the headlines are about Try Guys star Ned Fulmer cheating on his wife, Ariel. Okay, so I'm sure a lot of you are asking, what is a Try Guy? You're either asking that or you're like, I know all about this, Mel. Mm. Just keep going. Get into the tea. Get into the tea. I know nothing. I knew nothing too. So I did some research. So they're a YouTuber comedy group with over 7 million followers. They've been around for ages. They started at BuzzFeed as a group. Then they Mm -hmm. went off, created their own business. They've got employees. They've got a book. They've got a show on the Food Network. This is big money, big business. And so they do stuff like, you know, it's usual YouTuber stuff like Try Guys eating everything on the KFC menu and like the Try Guys quiz each other on who knows who best. Like it's that classic YouTuber comedy space that we used to love in like 2017. And we just like them because they're bros, is that? They're bros. It's that very BuzzFeed humour from that peak BuzzFeed era of, like, those comedy videos that would go viral. Mm -hmm. So Ned Fulmer was a founding member of this group, but fans noticed recently that he'd been absent from videos. And so naturally everyone's gone to Reddit, to the subreddit for the Try Guys, and did a bit of digging. Suddenly there's screenshots being shared of him allegedly kissing and dancing with a woman who wasn't his wife at a New York nightclub. And fans are saying that that woman is Alex Herring, who is a producer who works for the Try Guys. So this was obviously scandal, but it would have probably stayed niche gossip Mm. had it not been for the fact that it has come out publicly with both the Try Guys and Ned himself making statements. So today the Try Guys made an announcement and said that after what they called a thorough internal review, they've decided to part ways with Ned as they saw no way forward professionally, which is pretty harsh. It looks harsh too. It's like an Instagram tile, big letters, very short like straight to the point. Definitely unimpressed energy behind it. Okay. And then Ned does a post on his own Instagram, admits to the affair, saying it was a consensual workplace relationship. He does not name the person or anything specific. He said that he'd lost focus, which should have been on his family, apologizes to his wife and the Try Guys. Yikes, it's a lot. And I think the reason everyone's so rocked by this, you need a bit of context here, is that this isn't just like another guy, another cheating scandal. Mm-hmm. Ned had really made his entire personal brand, his entire business brand, really. Like he is Mr. Dad, Mr. Family Man, Mr. Great Husband. They had a YouTube channel. It had like 300,000 followers and it was full of videos like this one. Thank you. Oh, I like the bow. Oh, well, I mean, it's just a bag. 
So that's Ariel setting up like a hidden camera Mm -hmm. with a reveal of pregnancy tests to Ned for I think it's their first child. It's just video after video like this. It's like they do date night TikToks. They release a date night cooking book or something along Mm -hmm. those lines. Like he really built a brand off their perfect family, their perfect relationship, this like loved relationship. So it's pretty shocking, Mm. I think, for everyone. Similar to Adam Levine in a way, because obviously he was always like, I worship Bahati, my amazing supermodel wife, (laughs) you know, and then like suddenly he's cheating on her with like five different women. Well, they're wife guys, right? Which is kind of like an internet term for a man whose fame or persona or like brand is largely like related to the fact that he's married and he's got this wife who he's always talking about how great she is and he's writing really long Instagram captions and he's like holding her up as like this goddess among us mere mortals, yeah. which was very much Adam Levine's vibe and it sounds like it's this try guys, guys vibe too. <laughs> yes, and then there was obviously the John Mulaney stuff yes. as well. Who's the current try guy? I have a very long list. I did a big brainstorm. I think Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. <laughs> Ultimate, <laughs> ultimate wife guy. Ultimate wife guy. John Legend. Yes, big John time. John Krasinski, I reckon. Nah, oh, do you reckon? Maybe. I think a so. Little. Brooklyn Beckham is very much trying to be a wife huge guy. Huge wife guy, huge wife guy. They're <laughs> everywhere. And, like, it's fine. Like, I think it's great. Like, love your wife. Love it for you guys. <laughs> Happy for you. But it becomes a monetization of this identity as a wife guy. Mm-hmm. And, like, in extreme cases, like this try guy, I don't know what to call him. Try guy, try guy, guy, wife guy. It's a lot. Ned. It's too many guys. Ned's the try guy. It like flattens their individual identities and turns them into this like hybrid kind of like tag team in which you kind of can't see them as separate. Like yeah. I always think John Krasinski, Emily Blunt is a match together. Unit. Yeah. Just because they seem to be a unit. Like that's really the vision that they're, you know, projecting out to the world. But it also holds up like pretty traditional, like heteronormative, monogamous, mm. like relationship ideals. And it's weird that when we talk about a wife guy, and obviously we're kind of seeing the hypocrisy of a wife guy right now, but we kind of see them as, quote, good guys, which I think upholds some pretty like old, outdated norms. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think that they think they're subverting the patriarchy Mm. here because a lot of Ned's videos, for example, are like him getting up for the baby in the night and it's like, oh, what a good guy. This is it, right? (laughs) The bar is on the floor and not only is the bar on the floor but they're like celebrating the bare minimum that they do. Like it's such a smug video Mm. and so many of his videos come off to me and I don't know if it's because I didn't know about him before this cheating scandal but they come off so smug. Mm. Like look at me, I'm getting up for the baby. It's like why don't you just get up for the baby and not YouTube the whole thing, dude. Like, just do that as a nice thing to do. Mm. Like, not even a nice thing to do, just as part of your partnership because you also made that baby. So true. So it's interesting because I think that they would look at that and go, we're championing, like, sharing the load, but actually by sharing it in this way and building their brand off it, it's like, well, are you just celebrating yourself doing the bare minimum? I would say yes. But it's interesting that... On one hand, it's surprising because it's like, well, he says he loves his wife. Why would he cheat on her? But then on the other hand, we have such a distrust of this that we're like, well, of course he did. Like with Adam Levine, I was like, duh. (laughs) Like that guy just, (laughs) duh. Like, of course he's trash. Like it wasn't surprising in one sense. And then on the other, you're like, but he's been telling us for a decade that he loves her. Like, why would he do that? It's really like a weird. It's also wild, isn't it? Because it's like 
you've built your brand on being wife guy. Mm. So for you to cheat on your wife, that's not just a moral and relationship problem you now have. That is a brand Brand. problem. His brand is so tarnished now. And I don't know how he's going to come back from that. But then also historically, we've seen white men just constantly come back from that. And Mm. you always think, oh God, how are you going to like rebuild? Like literally everybody hates you right now. You are the pig of the universe. But then, you know, we have just announced Maroon 5 taking a Vegas residency. (laughs) I mean, actually, Adam Levine cheating on Bahati has somehow brought him back into the limelight to enough of a degree that we're all like, oh, Maroon 5 doing a residency? Like, that would have just been nothing news before. Mm, There is another victim in this whole wife guy thing where the wife guys usually bounce back, but their wives or their exes, like, then they have this new identity forced upon them, like, through no fault of their own. And I'm thinking John Mulaney's ex-wife, Anna Marie Tendler, Mm. her Instagram comments are very much of, do you remember Sad Jen? And that narrative that was forced upon Jennifer Aniston, it's got that same vibe. Her Instagram comments are just like, oh, poor you. Like, you must be so sad. I can't believe he did this. And her entire identity is now being taken over by what? her ex did to her. Yeah, like eternal pity for this person. I think the same for Jason Aldean. I know that you are very excited about this too. This is niche country music drama, everybody. (laughs) But he cheated on his wife who was, I would call her like an every woman. Like Mm -hmm. she was, they'd been together for a really long time. I think since high school even. She wasn't a celebrity. She didn't look like country music vibes. And he cheated on her with Brittany Kerr, who was on American Idol, blonde hair, very Carrie Underwood look, you know, Mm -hmm. like very country music. Like, he literally cheated on his wife with Mm. this woman, and it was a big scandal at the time, but now everybody's celebrating them as a new couple, and it's like, what's happened to his wife? She's just got the eternal pity, and that's really sad. He just moved his wife guy from one wife to the other wife. He literally did, but yeah, I mean, like, look, I think one thing is clear here, white men just continue to come out on top no matter what. Well, as always, everybody, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode was produced by Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. And we will see you at mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram page. Bye. Bye.